Welcome back, everybody, to Talking It Out with Mike and Brian. Today, we're going to do things a little bit differently. We do not have a special guest. It's just going to be Mike and I talking about the recent events that occurred in Bachelor Nation, specifically my wife, Rachel Lindsay's interview with Chris Harrison. So we just want to talk it out. Uh, Yeah, definitely. I think that first and foremost, Rachel did a phenomenal job. Rachel's going to get a promotion. <laughs> um, Seriously. Rachel. She, she is under she, underpaid. Whatever she's getting paid, I'm sure she's going to get paid well, but yeah. she's underpaid. Yeah, that was uh, Grace personified. Um, I, man, I don't even know where to start, to be quite I honest. I mean, let, let, me, let me ask you this, bro. Like, how are you feeling? Because, you know, obviously, you know, you and Rachel and others in you know, the black community are affected most by the words that were said. So how do you feel? I feel multiple different ways. Um, Chris called me. Uh, he gave me an apology. Uh, we spoke for about 10 minutes or so. And I said, you need to speak publicly. Uh, and I don't take back anything that I said on my stories, nor my Instagram post. Um, Actually, my roommate Connor is the one who told me about the extra interview, and he told me he might want to watch it. It's kind of bad, and so I'm glad he did. Uh, first and foremost, I would say that <laughs> there's more than just salt and pepper in my spice rack. Uh, we have other different flavors and races and colors out there, people that need to be represented also. I, I Being outside of this franchise or being a part of this franchise, I have things, but then also being a black man, I have things. I wasn't one to uh, watch the show previously going on. No disrespect whatsoever. It just wasn't like the show I watched. I'm not really a TV watcher. I was pretty workaholic. It was more so because of that. And I remember when I was auditioning to be The Bachelor, uh, I spoke about Eminem, um, Tiger Woods, and Serena Williams being um, the token in their sport or their choice of field of play, right? And I said that in doing so, when you have those three individuals, you bring such a bigger audience, right? Which is true. You might lose some, but you bring a bigger audience because therefore those players bring in people to watch it. I think that the franchise has had beautiful opportunities and have, you know, swing and a miss multiple times. I think that Chris being the figurehead, uh, had an opportunity to unite people, to bring people together, to have more people on, to have more people watching the show, to make people feel good within the show. And he did an absolutely terrible job, period. I feel that Chris Harrison is one of the best ever when it comes to being media trained. Like one of the best ever, period, right? For sure. And that's what pissed me off the absolute most. And I don't think this is a perspective that people have looked at. Chris Harrison's amazing at being media trained. And at times when he's been asked certain questions, I've been annoyed, but I was like, I get it. He's just, you know, he, he can't speak for himself because he's a representation of the show. He's a figurehead. I understand it. Right. But what annoyed me was when he spoke to your wife, Rachel, about the other Rachel and her uh, racist things that she had done. He wasn't media trained. He wasn't doing the media training that he normally does. He was off the cuff. Yeah, he was off the cuff. He was passionate. 
And that's what hurt me was the passion that he had behind his words. Uh, it, bro, I, I look at I, I look at Chris. He's a, he's my elder. So therefore, I have respect for him the way my mother taught me. Uh, but then also my mother also taught me to, you know, call a spade a spade and. But also to, you know, listen to people. And for Chris to be passionate, forgo his media training and defend Rachel, but then also gaslight your Rachel, your wife, Rachel. And to, it just was it was embarrassing. yo. It was just embarrassing for the franchise, to be quite honest. It really was. He uh, it was I'm, my words aren't eloquent right now because I have so many words, but his passion behind his stance was what was disheartening, was what was hurtful because he felt that he was right. He really did. And he's always so media trained. And so he never really says anything one way or the other. But for him to say something very clear defending this Rachel, but then also it, it got so much bigger than Rachel, to be quite honest. <laughs> it got so much bigger than Rachel, what she did. Um, and that's what hurt me was the passion that Chris had behind his words. And it makes one think like, you know, how, do you, how, how have you felt about other instances? Yeah, it's like, this is how he really feels. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you? I I was very disappointed. Um, you know, Chris Harrison is someone that I respected highly, and not gonna lie, I definitely lost respect for him after watching that interview. Um, I thought what he said was irresponsible. It was hurtful, um, and it was just flat out unacceptable. Now we're not talking about past contestants of the show who pretty much come and go, right? We're talking about the face of this franchise, 20 plus years of this man being on our television screens on a show that's been needing a diversity makeover for years. I don't think anybody's going to deny that. And it's a show where we thought they had finally started turning the corner with obviously the selection of my wife um, as the first female col uh, lead of color. And obviously, I quite frankly, they missed the opportunity with you, my man, uh, not picking you, but that's another story altogether. Um, and then 2020 happens, right? And there's this mad scramble to finally get it right, which may have been a, a, a knee-jerk reaction, so to speak. It was a very opportunistic yeah, reaction. Yeah, it was, to be quite honest, Here. it was a knee-jerk reaction. And, you know, we saw, we then saw Tasha become the Bachelorette. And then finally, we see our first male lead of color in Matt James. And it's like, okay, they recognize it, and they're working on the diversity, albeit better late than never, but they're working on it nonetheless, right? So it's like... You got to start somewhere. And then it's like Chris comes out and says this. And like to me, it just made me wonder, like, damn, is this how everybody at the top feels? And I mean, that's I, the sad part. I hope that it isn't the case. But it's like this, like you said, is the figurehead. Is this the sentiment that we're trying to overcome still in 2021? And it's uh -oh. like, it's like, I don't know. You tell me, Chris, because you said it with your whole chest in that interview. Yeah. 
and, and again, that's what's the bad part was. It was the passion behind it. Yeah, it's like you were adamant about <laughs> it, and quite frankly, the apology, I thought it was weak. Not gonna lie, you said that you said everything you said in public. I believe that it should be standard that you should apologize by showing your face and speaking in public the same as your words were aired in public when you said them. So it's like, here we are. Right now, the ball is in his court. I'm not saying that he should be canceled. I'm not saying that because I don't believe in cancel culture, but we all deserve the accountability. We all should be seeing the accountability. Like I believe in second chances, but we, we, we need to see you taking the action to do better. We need to see the growth. We like, you have too big of a platform and you're too big of an influencer for you not to lead by example in this situation. And I I just pray that we see that evolution from him play out for everyone to see. I agree with that. I think one thing that you had said was that you had questioned. You was like, man, is this how everyone at the top feels? And I said, yeah. that's sad because if everyone at the top doesn't feel that way, Chris is still the figurehead. And so, therefore, he yeah. he represents the entirety, right? Exactly. And, so for, and I'm talking directly to one of the individuals at the top. If you do not feel this way, your figurehead is speaking for everyone just as our president speaks for all of us as Americans, right? To other countries, whether we like it or not, that's how the crap, that's, you know, how that's, that's how the cookie crumbles. Um, I think, you know, bro, and you asked how I felt. I think uh, some folks in the black community are like, well, what now? What happened now? You know, I left this show yeah. five years ago. You know, wait, what now? Something else? Oh, okay. Yeah, they cast this like person to be oppor- different day. Yeah, yeah, they cast this person to be opportunistic, uh, to try to dip their pinky toe in. I remember Chris, and I'm not going to quote exactly his terms, but Chris said something. They had asked him about having a, a black bachelor, and Chris said, "You know, um, I, I think that you know we want to pay attention to our audience and listeners." He he couldn't answer the question directly. He was basically saying, "Follow the money," right? And that's what I want to speak on. I spoke on it briefly before. This show, The Bachelor Franchise, I believe, and don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure is number two uh, in terms of reality TV behind only one, which is Shark Tank, right? Phenomenal, huge show, right? The entire franchise making money, doing great things, uh, influencing, blah, 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 right? You ha- there comes a time to where you have to realize I must be accountable. The show has to realize they have a accountability to the, the American public and they must, must, this isn't even a, a thing of opinion, this is a must. You must be representative of America, you must lead by example, and they have not shown that. So their actions will dictate that, what comes about this. Black community is like, bro, what happened now? Like. <laughs> I remember going on The Breakfast Club, and for those that don't know, The Breakfast Club is uh, a syndicated radio show that is about hip-hop and hip-hop culture. And I went on there, and they're a predominantly black radio show, and they were just making fun of me like, 
how you know and you, how you make fun of your own culture sometimes and they're like oh so you want in this show you want to go find a white woman right and it's because in black culture that's how we see the show period yeah. and that's the show's fault right it's not and I, I do when i say that i don't white people are not racist racist actions make you a racist right you you're not racist because you're white i want people to know that i'm not saying a white person's racist right i love i got hell my damn roommate i love him he's he's a white guy right uh so i'm not saying that but your actions are what make you racist and the actions that the bachelor have done and now the figurehead of that show defending it with his full chest like bro he wasn't media training on that one he was 100 percent out there like unedited yeah, yeah. This was... it was like bro like come back just all you had to do chris was do what you always do and just you know speak with perfect diction and say you know I, we, I, we want rachel to speak that's all you yeah. had to say and, and i mean to be honest it's like one of the first things out of his mouth was i don't know like i don't know yeah, what she, that, how she feels i don't know how she thinks so it's like we have bro, to the first two and a half her. minutes of that was atrocious. it's like then if Technically, if I'm if I'm not educated on something and I don't really know all the facts, I would probably end that conversation right there and move on to another subject and just say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which would have been annoying, but it would have been it would have been plausible. We would have given it we would have given it the okay. We're like, yeah, okay. It's like it's like I don't know. Haven't spoken to her correct. you know, for what's been going around. And I mean, you could definitely still take a look at something like exhibit a exhibit b you could still denounce it and then still want to hear from them you know what i mean it's not yeah. but i don't know i just felt like it was very it's, expensive it's, all the round like wait a minute let's let's hear what they gotta say let's let's wait to speak to them it's like no i mean you could you could see, speak on it bro you could see what was shown online and you could say it's wrong right there like what i just saw that was bad. Correct. That looked wrong. That was bad. I didn't like anything about that. We definitely need to speak to her so she could explain herself. Yeah. I End agree of story, period. I agree with that. I think, bro, like, I, I can't believe Chris said <laughs> in 2018, was that wrong? It's 2021. Yeah, it's wrong now. I was like, homie, that was three years ago, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Three years ago, people, black people were still getting killed as in they are today, just as they were three years ago. Beyonce, uh, Colin Kaepernick, they, the things that they did during this for the Super Bowl and or like NFL was in 2016. That was two years before. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, and it, it, it's like, Chris, you know, there are certain things, right, that I was thinking about this when I was taking a shower before coming on. You know, I, I drive a. People make fun of the car I drive, but I drive a Ford Focus, right? And we all will understand this analogy. When you are planning to buy a new car, all you see is that car on the road, right? You really It's hard for you to see other cars. All you see is your car. So that's your pure eye view, right? And what I mean when I say that is that as a black person, there may be things that I just don't know about the Latino culture, right? Because black, black is my culture. That is where I live as a white man or as a white individual you may not notice some things about the Latino culture, the black culture. We understand that because what you see is your white people or black people or your Latino people, right? We understand that, we get that, there's nothing wrong with that. But that doesn't go to say that when you, Brian, my Latino friend, something 
atrocious happens that I can't understand that and say, I can't be your brother in that regard. I can be your brother in that regard. I don't have to drive the same car as you to understand that you got in a bad car wreck, right? And I should help. It's as simple as that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And I think that the show has always tried to follow the money, which it is a business. I, I don't. I think that people forget that yeah. it, it, it's a business at the end of the day. Period. I don't care how you slice it and dice it. It's a business. Rob Mill said Mike Johnson's not the bachelor because we want the guy. We want the guy. We went with the guy who we felt would give us the best 22 hours of entertainment. I think that I thought that was BS, but I thought that was a fair answer as well because that's how they felt. And there's nothing wrong with that because it's a business. So therefore they went with the individual they chose because they thought they felt that it would bring in more revenue and it would be better for the people. I get that. I understand that. What I want them to see though, is that there are things bigger than money. There are a lot of things bigger than money. And if we want to be 100 and direct, they're going to lose a whole lot of money now because of what's taking place. And still, when they do make an action, whether against Chris directly, which I think personally, I think, you know how like the these politicians, they, they do some corrupt and they just say, oh, this individual is going to retire now or, oh, this individual has decided to step down. They try to make it all nice looking or whatever. I think it personally be something like that. Uh, just speaking because they will have to follow the money. They know that they're going to lose a whole lot of money. People are already protesting Chris to get out. People are already protesting uh, the season now. I feel bad for Matt James, quite honestly, uh, in the in the terms of, in terms of this is his season, so it holds some weight on his shoulders of yeah, know, viewership. A lot of pressure, yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel bad so, for him in that regard. In that regard only, because um, it's not his fault. It really ain't. But if the show want to follow the money, they need to look at other shows that are in the same genre and they're being way more progressive. Yeah. The yeah, Bachelor, yeah. Bachelor franchise has to realize that they condition their audience and their audience that is the few, not the majority, I feel, but the few that are racist. It's because of them that have conditioned them into and had and continue to out of 25 bachelors, we got one black, one bachelor that's black and he's half white. And I say that for a reason because I feel that they wanted to dip their toe in there and get someone that was like appeasement to all. I said what I said. Yeah, no doubt. Um, You know, I go back to what you said about about the party, you know, and whatnot and what Chris said. Obviously, it wasn't five years ago. It was three years ago. And the fact of the matter is it doesn't matter when it was. It's what that party represents (laughs) that matters. And it was, it was just it was wrong. so bad. And it was it's, funny. <laughs> it's just wrong. It's like regardless of whether fifty million people went to those parties, it's still messed up. Like what's wrong is wrong at the end of the day. And him just implying that, oh well, through the lens of twenty twenty one, it was wrong. But back through the lens of twenty eighteen, yeah. it was acceptable. It's like 
Nah, bro. It was yeah. wrong now. It was wrong then. And it's yeah. wrong every single time before that. Correct. You know I, what I'm I, saying? It's like <laughs> the girl just got dressed up and went to a party and to have a good time. Is that wrong? Like, I don't know. You tell me, Rachel. It's like, don't put the onus on Rachel. Like, answer Correct. your own damn question. Like, Correct. you know it's wrong. <laughs> Come out and say it. I think Piper James from this season said it. She summed it up best when she said that uh, she was talking about Chris and I'm going to butcher her quote. But she said, uh, black women don't get the opportunity to be given grace the same as white women do. And so therefore they and we as men of color have to, you know, move swiftly. Like on my IG, do you realize how not in my stories, because my stories, I'm just passionate. But on my my post, I make sure to be direct but I make sure to speak in such a tonality that I don't care if it offends you, but you're going to know that my I'm intelligent, right? Mm. And that's because as a person of color, we don't get that same grace, bro. We just yeah. don't. And yeah. it's, it's it's truly annoying. And for Chris to be our our figurehead, our because we're the alumni, and to give grace to her, but to not give grace to he didn't he I have never heard Chris spoke up about. Be, people calling black folk the n-word right i've never i personally not heard him if he has then please send it to me and, I, and i'll take that back i haven't heard him def, you know go against the lgbt community right and speak up for them what i have heard and i've seen now with passion is him defend rachel and her racist things now i did see rachel's uh apology post and like it says i will forgive her in her actions but for Chris and the level of t the title he has as the platform. figurehead, the yeah. platform he has, bro, a IG post ankle ain't good enough. It's not going to cut it. No. Like, I want Chris to be going on. I know this is people going to say this is too crazy, but Dayline NBC and not only speak for The Bachelor, but speak for reality TV in total and, and, and see what they have to say. Right. Like, Chris, IG is not. A big enough platform because of the platform that you hold way too right we all know that and this is this this i'm talking to the, i'm not even talking to chris i'm talking to the people in in, in quite honestly in charge of chris <laughs> like you're you're, you're not going to put a band-aid on this with an ig slap right that's for rachel she could do that you know and do her aim and make the correct actions as i feel like she will do um but chris can't do that yeah no i yeah i mean just uh an Instagram post and a story that I expected more. I definitely expected more. And, you know, just when he was Bro, defending yeah, Rachel, I mean, it was six weeks and we still hadn't heard from her. And I agree with my Rachel. It's like, wouldn't you want to denounce all the talk that's going on about you and defend yourself? And his response was basically, yeah, but it's a slippery slope. Because you can't please everyone and you can't answer to everyone and proceeds the, to give these examples of things he saw online and the labeling of people. And it's like he was just deflecting there, you know, and coming out with the statement and confronting the situation is the right thing to do. Yes, um, especially is. Especially after being silent for so long. So I definitely agree with my Rachel there because it's like the rumors are just going to continue to grow. And like she said, it's going to fester. So if it's not true, why not nip this thing in the bud and clear your name? I mean, Correct. who gives a shit what everybody thinks? You know what I mean? I, I, it's bro, the I right thing the, to do at the end of the day. Brian, 
Bro, like, how do you feel about, you know, your wife, you know, your best friend, Rachel Lindsay, and her talk with Chris, Chris Harrison? I mean, I was appalled just like everybody else. Um, you know, she sent me the video right away. And like you said in your story, I was like two minutes in and my mouth was open. You know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> whoa, like what is going on? And that's not even detailing everything else that came on, you know, the, the, the rest of the 14 minutes or whatever it was, but. Oh, you got to watch the first two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it didn't feel good watching my wife, you know, sit up there and get disrespected like that. Um, and I want to give a shout out to my wife, Rachel Lindsay Abasolo, you know, for showing so much strength so much composure and professionalism during that interview. I mean, going back to that interview, like what struck me the most was that she was asked the question, disrespectfully, I might add, mm -hmm. who the hell are you? Yeah. God. I, yeah. That's who direct. Those are quotes. The hell are you? Well, I'll tell you who she is, Chris. She's Rachel motherfucking Lindsay, strong black woman, a pioneer in this franchise, the realest bachelorette who tells it like it is, and quite frankly, the best thing to ever happen to this franchise. That's who she is. So that's what I have to say about that. I mean, that's to me, that's what upset me the most. It's like, and you can see how he quickly corrected he said, that. He's like, yeah, who, who am I? Who's Chris like, yeah, yeah. Nah, bro, nah. He, he clicked in his head. He was like, You who's said Chris that with, yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe I shouldn't have said that. It's like, yeah. bro, you're talking to a person that's affected by it and you're asking her who she is? Yeah. It's like, come then, on, bro. Yeah, it was... How, how do you feel being a part of the alumni, us both being a part of the alumni of this franchise, how do you feel is the, the correct steps to go forward? I mean, the correct steps to go forward. Um, I'll go back to what we were talking about earlier. We need to see the accountability. Like we can't just see a black square being put up, which yeah. was taken down by the way, which it was, I was going to, I was going to let's not, let's, yeah. uh, <laughs> let's not bypass that. But you know, how long is this story in that? Well, the story's already gone, but what about his posts? Like, is that going to be deleted a month from now? Yeah. Like, we need to see accountability. Like, you talked about Dateline. Go on all the shows. Yeah. Like, show us through your action what you are doing to not only educate yourself, but to help educate others. Again, you have the biggest platform you know, on this show, like you have been on the television yeah. screens of people for 1920. Yeah. 2002. I mean, it's almost been 20 years. I mean, you're a household name. Yeah. So that's why I asked myself, I think like, this can't be representative of what everybody at the top thinks because it's like, damn, we still got a long way to go if that's the case, you know? And like, we're slowly starting to make steps, but now he needs to spearhead that, that charge. You know what I'm saying like Rachel's busted her ass and she's been a leader, you know, when it comes to this matter and she's tired, bro. She's tired. Yeah. Like the burden shouldn't be on her 
or you or other people of color. You know what I'm saying? No, like, yeah. we need to see the anti-racist in a Chris Harrison and everybody else in Bachelor Nation. And that's what we need to see. I mean, I don't know what that looks like, but I feel like we will know that you're serious about it when we do see it. But right yeah. as of now, we haven't seen it. I think I said this before and on here, and I'll say it again. We don't want an apology, right? Because apologies have expiration dates on them. Uh, if I cheated on my wife, I apologize. And then if I don't change my actions in it, it will happen again. So again, we don't want an apology. More so what we want is a lifestyle change within the franchise, right? Uh, you will have to do the apology. You will have to do the, the apology tours, I like to call it, right? Yeah. Uh, so I agree with you on multiple platforms. But then also, we need to see a lifestyle change, right? If I cheat on my wife, I'm not going to be going out to the club every night, for example, if that's where I, if I swear I found the person I cheated with, right? A, a change has to happen within your actions, forward, period. And for us to have, be this far in this, since 2002, had one black bachelor, three, uh, I'm sorry, two ba black bachelorettes, no Indian bachelors or bachelorettes, no Asian leads, um, and the list goes on, right? <laughs> yeah. So, and it, you know, a, a part of it is being opportunistic, and I'm annoyed with that, but then a part of it is like, yo, you need to show it, and you can't make an excuse about, we wanted to give the best 22 hours of entertainment that's not a real, that's not, a, that's not real. Right. And I'm speaking as I'm speaking to Chris, as well as everyone up there who makes a decision, right? All the, yeah. I don't know their names. Well, I know a few, but I'm not going to say it right at the, at the top. There comes a point in time to where, again, I just go back to the money, bro. All I can think about is the money. That's what they think about, right? When Chris deleted the black square, it was because he and or someone said, oh, well, these these fans don't like that. F that, bro. You got to like do what's right. Like yeah, when I said yeah. a few weeks ago on my story, on my IG, I'm not working with brands never again that don't align with me on that. You can ask my roommate. You can ask my agent. They've been they've seen me on the calls with the president of companies. Yeah. Because they want to give me money, I'm like, I will. I refuse to take the money because there are things that are more important than money. Yeah, the You're show right. needs to know that, right? Like, I need to know. Chris is considered not only the figurehead but the leader, right? And when you are a leader, you will have to go against the grain, bro. Like, yeah. it's it just period. Um, what's my man that was running against uh, Barack Obama? John McCain, right? Do you remember? I rest in peace, John McCain, right? He was going against Obama, and I remember at a rally, people were cursing out Obama, saying Muslim this, Muslim that, right? And John McCain won me over as a leader in his own right. I was still voting for Obama, but John McCain won me over. When he told his people, his supporters, stop. Don't do that. Don't talk about that man like that. He has a mother. He has a father. He is a father, right? That's how you become a leader. When you go against the grain, when you go against what the people want to hear, my audience, bro, is 99% white. Let's be 100 about it. Yeah. 
My audience absolutely adores me and loves me, and I love them back. But my audience is 99% white. I had to, it ain't about like appeasement. It's about what's doing right. Yeah, absolutely. If you do what's right, you can never be wrong. Period. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's like, exact quote in my book, actually. Whether you lose money, whether you lose followers, whether whatever the case may be, like you could sleep restfully, you could sleep peacefully within yourself, in your heart, yeah. knowing that you did the right thing. Correct. You know what I'm saying? And I love the analogy that you used, you know, the, the cheating husband or cheating spouse or whoever it is. But it's like, this is what we want to see from them now. Like, what would that person do? And it's like, I messed up. I did. I did something that hurt you deeply. It's like, now I want to see how you are going to change as a person and show me that you do love me and that you are sorry. Mm -hmm. And that man is going to dedicate his life to that woman period to, you know, uh, reverse the damage. I mean, she's never going to forget it. You know what I'm saying? Like we're never yeah. going to forget what was said because it is what it is. The internet is forever. And we all know what he said, but at the end of the day, like he has a decision right now to make, to make things better. And he has the ability. He has the, the, like you he said, got all of it. he has the influence. He, he got the power. He got the money. He got the position, correct. the title. Like He, he could do it. He could do it. Now we need to see the effort. We need to see that accountability and it's on him. It's really on him to represent this franchise and, and, and make the changes that should have, should have happened a long time ago. You're damn right. It should have happened a very long time ago. This is why, you know, on Twitter, you, there's a thing called Black Black Twitter, right? It's not really an app. I used to think it was an app because I, before going on TV, I didn't have Twitter, none of that yeah. stuff. I was that old guy. I was like, oh, Black Twitter's an app. No, it's just like, <laughs> a, it's just like a, a, you know, you know what Black Twitter is, right? Yeah. And I'm telling you, bro, on Black Twitter, they're like, oh, what now? What what the hell did this, this, this show do now? Right? It's not even yeah. a, oh my God, Chris did that? It's more of a, well, no well, shit. Why true. are you surprised, Mike? It's true because, I mean, like I, Rachel's told me the story before. It's like when they first, it was some of her coworkers that asked her to go on the show. And her first thought was like, I'm not going to go on that show. It's yeah. like, I don't want to be the token black person who's going to yeah. get kicked off in the first couple of weeks. Like that's <laughs> the thought process that black people had when yeah. it comes to this show. And like, that's the sad part. Like that yeah. shouldn't be. It's like, you should have. You should have the mentality. It's like, you know what? If I show my best self and, you know, I connect with this person, I could go all the way. It's not like I'm just some token piece that, you know, just to, sh to mimic diversity that I'm put in there. You know, it, that's so true. And I actually thought about that myself when I went on the show. Uh, one of my initial thoughts was because I didn't watch Colton season, so I didn't know who Hannah was. Yeah. The first thing I said when I got out of the car was, oh, you're really cute, because I truly didn't even know who Hannah was, right? Yeah. I was a, it was like a blind date to me. I remember saying before going on, I was like, yo, I'm a black dude. Like, is this, and I was being judging, I was judging, right? So people that don't like me, they're gonna say this. I was judging Hannah, I was like, yo, she's a white girl from the South. Will she even, you know, give me a chance, right? And that's just something that people of color have to think about. Right. Asian Asian think about that. Indians think about that. Latinos think about that. Blacks think about that. Right. All it's just minor, all minorities. Yeah, yeah. It's just a thought 
and I'm not, and I, and for people that have any a level of intelligence, no, I'm not coming at Hannah. It's more of a thought that minorities have, and it's like the this. It's the it. It's like a. It's just what's not talked about, right? There's things that we have to think about that whites don't have to think about, sadly. And I know that Matt, when he came on, he said that the show hired a diversity council, which I'm proud that they did. Uh, but obviously, shit ain't working, or obviously, Chris ain't go to a goddamn meeting. Something that you had said earlier about uh, Rachel Kirkinell's statement, um, I respected her statement. I did too. Definitely thought that it was better and more sincere than Chris's, quite frankly. Um, and like we talked about earlier, does that mean that we should forgive her? No, absolutely not. I mean, we want to see the action now. We want you to see the error in your ways and show us that you've changed and that you want to grow and that you are anti-racist. And I, that's what I think should go for her as well as Chris. Um, moving forward for sure and you know obviously i've seen a couple things the last couple days on this whole topic and i just want to give a shout out because i was completely enthralled by it uh alive that taylor nolan and yes i believe it's the black the The black black the black charlettes yeah (laughs) the black charlettes i don't know how to pronounce the black charlettes yeah the black charlettes okay um you know they came on with Taylor and I mean they were I mean they were straight up surgical with that <laughs> I mean, they yeah. were like they dissected the entire thing and it's like I really would love people to see that live because I mean they broke down every single line that was said and why it's so problematic and I mean everything is just so rational everything it just makes sense and you know for those that hear that and think otherwise, like, I got to question you. I mean, I thought, do you get what I'm saying? Like, Hell yeah. everything <laughs> totally. they said, it's like, like, put yourself in their shoes. Like, listen, listen, understand okay. it, understand where they're coming from and grow as an individual. I haven't said this before, but on watching Chris and Rachel speak, uh, Rachel Lindsay, your wife, in an extra interview, I paused it three times before 2.24. Three different times before two minutes and 24 seconds had surpassed. And like I said, Piper James said it best. We as people of color have to show so much eloquence. Like, I, I think I told Matt James this, and I said it on Taylor uh, to Taylor Nolan before as well. Matt James, as a black man, cannot do the shit that Colton Underwood did. He can't. He will be destroyed. Yeah. And and for my uh, white, uh, beautiful friends that are tired of having the conversation, well, baby, we tired as well. We live this every single day, baby. Every single day we live this, right? Uh, For my allies, I got so much love for y'all. Like I said in my post, Holding someone accountable is tough love. It doesn't, love is still a part of that. It's like, what the hell happened to, we, we can't say, oh, you messed up. Like, there's going to come a day where I mess up really bad. You're going to hold me accountable, Brian. 
Yeah. It's called tough love. You my brother. You love me. I love you, right? It's, yeah. That's what it is. I need to learn to grow from that. So for the people that are, are calling me the N-word in my DMs and, and, and Rachel, I can't even imagine. Uh, bruh, like you, you don't want those individuals to grow. The beautiful thing about I attribute my mindset to one thing, one thing only. Becoming less ignorant because I've traveled the world and I've spent time talking to people from different cultures and understood their viewpoints from different classes, different races, different nationalities. If I was still that young kid from Dallas, Texas, I would be a bit more ignorant because I haven't lived life as another individual. That's just a fact. So I'm yeah. talking about me directly now, right? Yeah. Not because I'm black, not because if I could have been white, whatever the case, it's just a fact of pure of that. And so for people that are saying anything and defending Chris in any way, you're ignorant. Listen to your brother and your sisters of human beings. Like really listen, like really listen. And I mean, obviously nobody could put themselves in, the, in your shoes, but it's like understand like the words that are coming out of your mouth, out of Rachel's mouth, out of Taylor's mouth, like all these people that like you said, experiences every single day. I, I'm, I'm going to say this and I, I'll, I'll be done with it, bro. So many people of color don't speak about this because they don't give a damn because they know this shit ain't going to change. Yep. That's how they feel. And when it's like a relationship, I'll go, I'll give the analogy of a relationship again. Have you ever been in a relationship, bro, to where you're just mute? You don't even, nothing she does even bothers you no more or nothing that you've done even bothers her anymore because you're just over it. Yeah, you're done. You're just like, like, that's, and that's not a good point in the relationship. Yeah, that's the worst point of the relationship. It's like when you don't even care when to argue girl, no when more. When your girl's not even mad anymore. And yeah, when well, like, she don't get mad at you no more. It's like it's, that's the worst part. We yeah. all can, despite how you feel about it, we can all relate to that one if you've ever been in a relationship, right? Oh, we yeah. can all relate to that one. When I've a had woman's so many, fed up. When a woman's yeah, fed oh. up, they make songs about this. Yeah, like that's the worst part. I've had so many people, so many uh, POCs, come to me within like alumni within the franchise saying, Mike, how do you have the grace and the patience to continue this? Because they don't even give a damn to speak no more. They just like, oh, oh, put out a black square, delete the black square the next day. No big deal. Still gets paid millions of dollars. Keep it moving. Oh, you know how many of our white uh, counterparts and the alumni, they do something bad and they apologize to get more followers. Hmm. It's crazy. But to wrap this up, do you have anything else or wrap it up? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, to the women of season 25, uh, not sure if everybody is aware, but they came out with a very beautiful, very eloquent statement um, in support of my wife and all people of color within the franchise and basically denounced, you know, not only what was said in that interview, but any racist remarks or actions that take place. And I just want to give a shout out to them. I know that Rachel was really taken aback by it in a great way. She got emotional even, um, you know, at the support that was shown to her. And I'm you know, we were talking about it and it's, it feels really good to know that so many people are coming forward and it, it kind of gives you a little hope that 
the franchise is in good hands, you know, when it comes to the contestants, you know, moving forward and that Isn't they're that a, not going to put up with this type of bullshit. Isn't that a shame that it has to come from the contestants, not the lead? Yeah. But uh, I agree with you. Shout out to all the beautiful ladies that spoke out. Uh, and it, quite honestly, I, I'm, I'm at the, I've already spoken. I'm at the point of being done with it as well because your actions speak louder than words in all regards. They really do. We all know this. It's time to shut I'm, up. Yeah, I'm tired of people. When, when someone does something wrong, they immediately be like, oh, I love you. You're so right. Um, oh, you messed up, but you did. So, you, you know, I, I support you even more now. The respect I have for you is grown. It's like, yo, no, we got to see what that individual does from action based moving forward. 100 percent. Yep. But um, to all the listeners, thank you for tuning in to today's episode, baby. You know, we always love to hear your opinions, your stories and your insight. So please don't forget to leave a like, a comment, a follow. Message us on social at Talking It Out BN. That's at Talking It Out B as Ambassador in as a Nation on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, The Wondery App, wherever you're listening right now, baby. And please, please, please don't DM me no more. Subscribe if you're a real one.